Mom it like it's hot. Mom it like it's hot. Welcome to the podcast, Mom it like it's hot, the motherhood insider presented by the Cincinnati Mom Collective. Each week we will share two or three posts on our site and occasionally we'll have special guest appearances or maybe just some fun conversations among the moms. Hope you enjoy. We are a team of moms from the area that are from all different parts of the country, sometimes the world, all different races, cultures, backgrounds, family makeups, and we are a beautiful representation of all the craziness that is motherhood. We are excited to have you join us, and here is our next episode. Since our podcast launch has its first episode in February, we're going to share some Black stories in honor of Black History Month. Hi, it's Courtney Snow here, and I want to share a post that I wrote in February of 2017 called A Dream in Progress. I did make a slight update uh, notice to it in June of 2020 saying, unfortunately, this post is more relevant than ever over three years later as I grieve the George Floyd's family and continue to worry over the safety of my better half every time he's out in public and the future of my daughter of color. Let's all do our part this time to really build Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream in progress. February is Black History Month, and I've recently been reflecting on the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It brings to the forefront some of my fears and dreams for my daughter that I've been feeling this past year. While the color of my skin is white, my family is skin of color, thus the issues of black culture and black society impact me directly. I am so thankful that my husband is extremely knowledgeable on the subjects of black history and those who paved the way for his rights. As such, he can pass this down to our daughter and ensure she is confident in both heritages that run through her blood. While she is biracial, the majority of society just sees her as black. Reverend King's dream was that our black children would be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. This year marks 54 years since that speech. That dream has not been fully realized. It is still a dream in progress. I am thankful that his dream has not died. There are those of us that still carry the torch of that dream in the hopes that this new generation might have a better chance at being judged by their character alone than in these past couple generations since the I have a dream speech. I do worry each day that my husband may not return home to me. Just because of the color of his skin, he is one of the most upstanding citizens I know. However, I also know that the color of his skin may supersede the fact that when he is out in the world, I worry about my daughter being seen as just a black girl or a black woman and having to prove herself more than a young white girl or white woman does. Our daughter is only seven years old, but there are things our family is doing right now to prepare her for further this collective dream of ours and to overcome those that seek to judge her purely by the color of her skin. Some of these are educating her on her black heritage, letting her know that not everyone is nice and not everyone will like her, letting her know that some people don't like brown or black people. We try to be honest with her without being specific at this point teaching her about great men and women of color who have come before her so she has something to aspire to, surrounding her with strong black women of varying ages that can encourage her through this journey we call life, working on the content of her character, loving her more than anything so she can carry that into the world. We wish we could protect her and shield her from everything in life, but life moves too fast and they grow up too quickly. We have to teach her what is behind the dream from an early age and then she continue to dream for herself. 
Cincinnati Mom Collective contributor Allison Leland shared some tips on the site of how to celebrate diversity year-round. She says, a good way to celebrate diversity is to pay attention to the books and toys your kids own. Do they have diverse cultures, skin colors, abilities, etc. represented? Make an effort to teach your kids about historical figures from different cultures and backgrounds other than your own. It is so vital to make diversity and celebrating differences a part of your everyday conversations. Hi, Courtney Snow, site owner here. Uh, about five years ago, the Cincinnati site did a series called The Moms We Are Blessed to Know. In May of 2016, I wrote a post in honor of my mother-in-law and called it A Single Mom, Five Kids, and Segregated Bathrooms. We, as a collective American society, sometimes feel as if segregation was such a long time ago and a thing of the past. Then I look at the story of a woman like my mother-in-law and remember how recent those days actually were. There are numerous reasons why I want to recognize Mama Snow for being such an exceptional woman and mother. She has always been a fighter and a survivor while maintaining one of the best hearts I've ever known. I was not raised by her, but I had the blessing of becoming part of her family as an adult. She had five children and eventually ended up having to raise them all on her own. She was a full-time school teacher for Cincinnati Public Schools and worked a second job as well in order to support those five hungry mouths. Being a black mother in the late 50s into the 60s and early 70s presented its own unique challenges. When getting groceries or any other type of shopping and a baby needed a diaper change, she had to use restrooms that were for colored only. These bathrooms were nowhere near as nice as those for whites, and they often didn't even have the proper room to change a baby's cloth diaper. My mother-in-law just told us stories of having to make their own soap with lye and pig's fat, which made the skin raw. There were not lotions in her younger years, so they had to use pure cocoa butter or other such remedies. She was always accustomed to hard work from the time she was a little girl, and she carried that right over into motherhood. She raised three boys and two girls with little to no sleep by herself during the end of a rough period of our country's history. She kept her children disciplined, they excelled in school, she still made it to plays and band performances, and she always made sure they had home-cooked meals to warm up from the fridge or freezer if she wasn't home. She had a couple rough mental periods, but never let those keep her down. She is petite, but feisty. She has a wealth of knowledge and wisdom to share, and I am so glad that her daughter Adeline still is able to spend time with her and learn from all that she's been through as an African-American woman. I have moments where I feel exhausted, have felt overwhelmed, have wanted to give up, and I feel too tired to deal with my child and household duties. Then I think about Mary Alice, and I know I have no excuse. I only have one child. I have a loving, supportive man by my side, and I don't have to suffer near the hardship she stood on her journey through motherhood. She inspires me to be a better version of myself each day, and she reminds me of all I have to be grateful and thankful for in my life. She supported me through my depression of 2014 and gives me renewed strength each time I get a moment with her. I pray God keeps her on this earth long enough for my daughter to absorb as much as possible from her. I'm a better woman for knowing Mama Snow, and my daughter will be a better woman for knowing her Grandma Snow as well. Thank you to all the moms out there who sacrifice every day to give their children their best chance in this world. A big, warm thank you hug to you all. Thanks for joining us and tune in for our next episode.